You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or male, or female slave, or ox, or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. When all the people witnessed the thunder, the lightning, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking, they were afraid and trembled, and stood at a distance, and said to Moses, You speak to us, and we will listen. But do not let God speak to us, or we will die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, for God has come only to test you, put the fear of him upon you, so that you do not sin. Hear what the Spirit is saying.
build a wine press in it and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds, because they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. itself to 
has instead led to the invention of weapons whose sole purpose is to kill as many people as possible as quickly as possible. This is not political. I will not enter into a Second Amendment debate from up here, but it needs to be said that the creation, manufacturing, sale, and use of tools meant to kill humans should make us weak. Along with the God who made us, who we worship, who is weeping. It is an age-old problem. One that the inventions of modernity have exacerbated, but one that has always been problematic in the eyes of God and of God's people. Our Exodus story today tells us that God saw our violence and inclinations pretty early on and gave us some basic guidelines to live by, including thou shalt not murder. It needed to be said 4,000 years ago, and it needs to be said now. Somehow, it is still not obvious enough to humankind as a whole. Our stories tell us that Jesus had his own set of teaching stories, parables. Today's parable tells us of the murder of a landowner's son, a murder motivated by greed is a story that alludes to what happened to Jesus, perhaps. We humans keep hearing that murder happens and that murder is wrong. We think it would be history by now. And yet, and yet, when we saw the news Monday morning and saw another mass murder, we were shocked. Yes? We grieved, yes, but were we surprised? I wasn't. On Tuesday, the clergy of this diocese gathered for our annual clergy day, and at noon we joined with people all over the nation in holding a moment of silence for the victims. With the rapid-fire sound of firearms, ringing in my ears from watching the awful footage of this terrible event. I stood in silence with a couple hundred other priests and deacons, and then a bell rang out through the silence, slow and steady, 59 times, one bell for each life lost. And when, on that day, we were given an opportunity to speak in small groups about how to be the church after yet another act of violence, one priest just said, we don't know what to do. I don't think that God knows what to do. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to but we do have to keep going, keep breathing, keep gathering, keep praying, and keep trying something. We have to keep speaking and living into the good news. 
Beyond the grief, we choose one of two paths. One choice is the one we don't actively choose in general. It just tends to happen when we're not mindful of it. Maybe we criticize other people's ways of coping, their opinions, or their perceived lack of effectiveness. We commit small acts of destructive apathy as we disregard other people, or as we begin to live as if Los Angeles, Pulse, Newtown, Dorchester, never happened. The violence, division, and indifference can grow through our lives. We become the chief priests and the Pharisees in today's gospel, whose inability to see and engage God's love in this world catches up with it. The schizophrenic messages and social media, the debate, the ability to just type in a message and thoughts and prayers and then go back to binge-watching on Netflix. All of these things are of the first path. And they keep us on the surface where we feel like we're basically safe but completely ineffective in our desire to bring about change. Path number two is the active choice to go deeper and to see the good news in the world. We see the good news in the radical love with which Jesus came to be with us, guided us, and gave up his life advocating for love. We see the good news our modern-day heroes who give to each other, help each other, offer love to strangers, and break down barriers. Our mandate, if we are to choose the second path, is to do likewise. Which means we have to find the courage to go deeper. The second path requires courage and thoughtfulness, vulnerability <coughs> and authentic prayer, deep faith. On Monday, amid debates around the value of saying that we are sending thoughts and prayers, Stephen Colbert said something very wise in support of our thoughts and prayers. He was in favor of thoughts about what we need to do to make a difference in this world and then prayers for the courage to do it. Being agents of real change and healing will require us to take deep risks, and that takes courage, but go deeper anyway. Deeper is where the grief might be unbearable, so don't go there alone. Take a friend, take a companion, take a community. We're right here. Take Christ with you. Go deeper where you can see the darkness of your own violent temptations, deeper to the source of your own hatred toward others, so that you can lift those things out of your life by their roots. Go deeper where you can see your deepest purpose as an agent of love sent here by God to spread love. Go deeper where you are motivated by gratitude and let your gratitude be contagious. Go deeper in here as we pray together, letting the music and words mean something to you or letting yourself ask questions about why we say what we say. 
worshiping God make you want to keep serving God and all of God's creation when you walk through those doors and back out into the world to live your week? We have no way of knowing how many people, if any, standing in line at a coffee shop with a future Las Vegas shooter randomly bought him a cup of or smiled at him on the street, or invited him into a conversation about the things in life that brought him joy, or the things in his life that were unbearably painful. We don't know if anyone ever told him that he was beloved. We don't know what acts of kindness came his way, or whether or not it would have made a difference. But we do know that every single one of us is hurting some way. And that when we are in major pain or wounded to the point of numbness, we tend to hurt others, knowingly and unknowingly, in small ways and big ways, spontaneously or calculatedly. And we know that the antidote to pain is love and kindness and generosity towards one another. So what can we do? Good question. We can fight back against the violence by choosing that second path, by choosing to live lives of generosity in response to the life we've been given, lives in which we walk around courageously offering loving kindness to those we meet those we know well and those we've never seen before, and the kindness we offer, the gratitude we express, the gifts we give, the love we unleash on this world, not only heals our world, it also brings us deeper, personally and communally. The loving action we choose each day brings us deeper into Christ's love, which is where true healing and transformation takes place. Let us affirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father and the Almighty, and for our heaven and earth, of all that is
God have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. My sisters and brothers in Christ, the peace of the Lord be always with you.
All right, just a couple of announcements. Um, thanks to all of you who came to the forum. Um, there were some great questions. We had the beginnings of some good conversations, so uh, keep the questions coming. Uh, one way that you can do that in private, if you would like, uh, I've sent up a little sheet at the back for tomorrow and the following Monday with little 20 minute slots if you want to come and see me in my office uh, for a little chat and pray. Chance for us to get to know each other a little bit better. Obviously, we can come other than tomorrow and next Monday, but I just wanted to prime my thumb, start somewhere. Um, so, back at the welcome table, Lucy uh, has that sheet and we'll take it in the coffee hour as well if you want to sign up. If none of those times work, we'll just send me an email and we'll find a time to get together, get to know one another a little bit better. Uh, the other announcement you heard in the prayers that Victor Morris Tyler passed away last week. I didn't know it. But apparently, the Tyler family are longtime Trinity conquered parishioners. They haven't been here in the last six years because Vic suffered a stroke about six years ago and they haven't been able to come. Uh, Mary, his, his widow, and Morris, their older son, was here at the Apex service this morning. So it's quite wonderful for to see them and for her to be back in this lovely space. The plans for, this, for the memorial service are underway. I don't know specifics yet, but we'll get that information out to you so that you can come to the service. I'm here to ask you to think about three things. First of all, do you like pie? <laughs> Secondly, do you like hymns? And third, what are you doing October 22nd at 5 o'clock? I think the right answer is singing hymns and eating pie. <laughs> I'm Cheryl Holbrook, co-chair of the fair this year. Uh, we are beginning to advertise the fair with an announcement, a flyer, that we are trying to post to many of the businesses in town and the neighboring towns. If you'd like to help us post these flyers, they are in the back of the church. Please take some with you. Also, we're looking for volunteers for the fair to help the day of the fair in the setup the week before. And after the fair, we're also selling at um, coffee hour on the 5th. So the cleanup will really begin on the 5th and the 6th. I'll be in uh, at coffee hour if you'd like to come by and offer uh, some time for the fair. Thank you. Hi, I'm Linda Muir, and I'm a big fan of what Carol said, and I'm um, in charge of Promise Tree with Marco um, and Buck Grace. I will put a table at Coffee Hour where you can come and see what Promise Tree is about, the new Promise Store, or offer another one. Next week, in the bulletin, you will have a preview of what's going to be for sale on October 22nd, which is the pre-fair Promise Tree sale. This is your opportunity to buy these things first because I'm happy to have to do um, So please stop by the coffee hour or coffee, coffee table. Thank you. I'm Linda Hospital, co-chair of Outreach. BSAFE is a program that we support. It's an after-school program at St. Stephen's in the South End. On Thursday, they are holding a dessert in the evening. And if you are interested in going abroad, and I'd be going in 
and you can learn all about the program and find out if there's a way you might plug yourself in to volunteer. Morning, I'm June Grace, and I'm here to invite you to a special coffee hour next Sunday. Still go today, too. Um, and that's on October 15th, immediately following the 10 a.m. service. It's to honor our members who have achieved the noble age of 90 and beyond. If you read your bulletin, you know uh, who two of them are. <laughs> Sorry, I blew their cover. Um, but you can guess the rest. We've identified eight. And I'm sure there are a few more, and have reached 90, and we've identified eight people that are over 90. And if you know of anyone, please let me know, and please come to Coffee Hour next Sunday. Thanks. I'm Mark Grace. Ann Lynch and I are co-facilitators of the bereavement support group that's mentioned in today's bulletin insert. I'm not going to repeat the information that's uh, printed in a book, but I do want to point out that uh, although the sessions will be held here at Trinity, they're open to everyone regardless of one's faith or church affiliation. In fact, the majority of our past particip participants have been from outside of Trinity. So this is a support group for anyone who has lost a loved one and is interested in learning about the grieving process and how to cope after the loss. This will be the 15th time these sessions have been held here over the past 10 years, and they have been found to be very helpful by most of it, if not all, of the past participants. So if you know anyone who might be interested, uh, please spread the word and have them call Ann Lynch in the church office. The deadline is tomorrow. The next series will be offered next spring. There is no youth group today, it's a long weekend, and I wanted to make sure everyone knew that. Um, but next week, we've changed the time of youth group. We're sort of a moving target right now, and I apologize for that. We are going to um, have youth group for one hour right after the 10 o'clock service. So youth, if you are here, don't try to come today. Come next week, but first go and get a piece of birthday cake. Your big brothers and sisters are turning by you. Um, and then come downstairs to the youth group room for an hour of youth and then also one small note, I see a lot of you are writing name tags, which is fantastic. Anyone who's interested in your director learning your name anytime soon, where your name tag? There's the whole board is down there, and if you don't actually have a name tag, there's a clipboard on the welcome table. Um, which is where I think it's uh, put your name down there.
On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took a cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your sins into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom, and power, and glory, forever and ever. Hallelujah, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
You have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you this day and always.